Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's Thursday, September 1st. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and this is The Daily Dive. The FDA has cleared the new COVID booster shots that target the Omicron subvariants that are prominent right now. The shots are likely to be offered very soon, but complicating the efforts will be the vaccine fatigue that is set in and the fact that these shots have been cleared without results from clinical trials. Vaccine experts say it's not needed since it's just an update to a proven shot and is similar to the process for flu shots. Liz White, reporter at the Wall Street Journal, joins us for what to know about these retooled boosters. Next, get ready for the magic mushroom pill. As the medical benefits of psychedelic drugs have moved into solid science and more mainstream, startups are racing ahead to bring products to market. Psilocybin and other psychedelics have shown promise in treating conditions like depression and PTSD, and is especially effective when paired with therapy. As a result, we are seeing an industry pop-up that could see a global market for psychedelic pharmaceuticals reach 6.9 billion by 2027. Kristen V. Brown, health editor and reporter at Bloomberg News, joins us for more. It's news without the noise. Let's dive in. The updated boosters contain the same basic ingredients as the original COVID-19 mRNA vaccines, but are modified to target the circulating Omicron variant BA4 and BA5 as well as the strain that was included in the original vaccine. Joining us now is Liz White, reporter at the Wall Street Journal. Thanks for joining us, Liz. Thanks for having me. Well, we have seen U.S. health regulators clear the use of the retooled COVID-19 vaccines. These are the ones that are going to target the latest versions of the Omicron subvariants. So we're looking at BA4, BA5. This is all in preparation for the fall booster campaign. There's a few more hurdles to clear before it actually gets uh, completely cleared, but uh, that should be happening within a few days. So Liz, tell us what we're seeing right now, and then we'll talk a little bit more about these new booster shots we're getting. Sure, yeah. Today, the FDA authorized a shot for Moderna for adults and a shot from Pfizer-BioNTech for uh, kids 12 and up and adults. And these are boosters that not only have the original kind of uh, formulation of the vaccine and target the original strain of the virus, um, but they also target those latest subvariants that are now you know, 88% of cases in the U.S. Um, So, um, you know, experts hope they'll do a better job of getting people immunity that actually prevents uh, symptomatic infection and then also would be closer to whatever variant evolves this winter um, would be do a better job of heading that off. 
Yeah, these shots are known as bivalent vaccines because they do target both strains, the, the original strain and the Omicron subvariants, as you mentioned. Now, the big trick with all of this is going to be to get, actually get people to take the shots. <laughs> We've seen already kind of this uh, fatigue with the pandemic overall, but even with a, a little fatigue and kind of constantly getting these booster shots, I think we're up to are, uh, you know, people can possibly get up to their third booster shot now. So this is kind of another string in that. And obviously they are targeting these new subvariants, which are floating around. But still, you know, a lot of people are already kind of weary from this whole thing. Yeah, no, the, the federal government has its work cut out for it. It has designed this booster campaign to be very broad. It wants, you know, every adult and teen who can uh, to go out and get one. And, you know, it's trying to say, If you haven't gotten a shot in a while, you know, you need to go out and get one. Um, It's even, you know, there's some conversation happening about um, not even wanting to call them boosters, but just updated vaccines um, in order to get people out of the mindset of like, oh, I just don't need another booster. But thinking like, no, this this one is going to offer some better protection and I want to have better immunity. Um, So there's a lot of kind of messaging efforts. And, um, you know, the Biden administration has already purchased 175 million doses, so they'd really like to see those go out. (laughs) Right. Now, okay. now tell me a little bit about these uh, vaccines or new platforms that we're using, right? This mRNA technology that we're using for this. And one of the big promises of this was how fast we could retool these things to to this very thing, to other variants and whatnot. So in that sense, we already got these new uh, variants out there. We've retooled these. Boom, it's going to target those. But at the same time, one of the other things that could give people pause is that some of the clinical trials that have been con- uh, that are being conducted for these haven't even been completed yet. So while the FDA cleared them because, you know, we already know what we're doing with these, it's similar to what we do with flu shots, that could give people pause as well. Yeah, it could. Um, there. So what the FDA authorized these based on is the track record of safety and efficacy from the original vaccines. And again, these are not that different from the original vaccines. They're just modified um, to target BA4, BA5. Um, and as well as data from animal studies in mice. And then also data looking at um, a couple of boosters that the uh, Pfizer and Moderna had put together um, earlier this year that targeted BA1, a different subvariant. And um, data showing that uh, when people were given that, those boosters, they had pretty good immune responses to them. The, the shots um, helped their bodies to ward off or, or help their bodies to produce antibodies. Um, and so, you know, regulators are looking at all that and saying, you know, we feel like this is a good totality of evidence. We feel comfortable doing this. Um, we think this will help us catch up what's circulating now so that we're better prepared for a possible fall wave of COVID. Um, But it does mean that they went forward without any clinical trials in humans, um, which is the same thing they do for flu. Um, But there are, you know, some naysayers out there, um, but who are experts saying, yeah, but we already have vaccines that we know work, so why are we kind of taking this extra risky step? Right. As you mentioned earlier, the Pfizer vaccine is cleared for people 12 years and older, 18 and older for the Moderna one. When would we see some type of authorization for these new boosters, these retooled ones, for children? It seems like maybe later on in the year we might be seeing that. Yeah, uh, it- I've heard from um, 
you know, FDA and there's indications from the companies that October could see some new authorizations for younger age groups. But, um, yeah, I think they're going to try to get those out as soon as they can. Uh, but it could, you know, they're they're trying to do some more um, pediatric studies right now. Um, so we'll, we'll see. All right. Well, these new boosters could be coming pretty soon. Uh, it's on its way to authorization. So we'll wait for all of that. Liz White, reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Numinous offers is a course of therapy which includes a, a, a session with a psychedelic drug. In that, this case, it will be ketamine because that is an authorized drug. In clinical trial situations, they can also use psilocybin, which is the magic mushroom drug that everybody's really interested in. Joining us now is Kristen V. Brown, health editor and reporter at Bloomberg News. Thanks for joining us, Kristen. Thanks for having me. Well, let's talk about the psychedelic industry, I guess you can call it right now. Uh, What we're seeing is a lot of you know, a lot of study recently being going into the benefits of using psychedelic drugs uh, for lots of different things, treating PTSD, depression, a range of issues. And we're starting to see that this is actual real science now. This is, uh, you know, going beyond, you know, just small groups of people saying, hey, this is great. It'll help you out. You know, there's a lot of science behind it now. And there's a lot of startups, a lot of companies that are getting in on this. Uh, like I said, the whole industry is forming around this. There's projections that the industry could reach $6.9 billion by 2027. Some people have said that it may even outpace the legal cannabis market. So there's a lot going behind this. And uh, Kristen, tell us a little bit more about this, some of the companies that are behind this and and what's going on. What has happened in recent years is this absolutely has moved from being an underground movement to being an industry. And that move has resulted in in intentions. It's 
it's, it's quite a weird thing when you have this promising pharmaceutical candidate that also has this long history, this lore, you know, it has fans, and then there's also all of this cultural baggage. Right. So I think that's created this, this interesting moment where you have people who have very different ideas about how we should get these drugs to people. At this point, many, many people agree that psychedelic drugs, you know, psilocybin, MDMA, that these drugs have tons of promise. The studies have shown uh, really quite dazzling results for, for disorders that are often really hard to treat, you know, PTSD, treatment-resistant depression. But the question is, how do we bring these to people? And there's one camp that's like, you know, this stuff is, is safe. Uh, it has this long heritage, we should just make it available to everyone, like many states have done with marijuana. And then there's another camp that says, no, hold on, these are powerful substances, right. and we need to be very careful and thoughtful about how we deploy them. And then there's also, you know, companies who are like, well, no, the question is, how do we how do we make a bunch of money right. off of them? So <laughs> there, there are many different stakeholders with many different ideas, and we're at this moment where it's all sort of you know, mashing together in, in this way that it's unclear what will happen next. So the science does seem to be there. We're seeing a lot of clinical trials going on right now. Obviously, the companies themselves, as you mentioned, are uh, figuring out what that product is going to be, right? The headline of your article, get ready for the magic mushroom pill, you know, so something that'll come in a pill form to be administered that way. And then, yeah, you're right. The other component, access, who can... Uh, receive the medication, uh, if you want to call it that, uh, you know, all of that stuff. And, and you're right, then the money component. And there's already been some fights on patents and, and, and you know, proprietary technology that goes into all this, right to the point of the whole thing. Uh, an industry is brewing from all of this now. So in a lot of this conversation, we are talking about magic mushroom, psilocybin. That seems to be uh, uh, one area that's getting a lot of increased attention, right? MDMA also figures into this ketamine as well, but for the purposes uh, mostly of this is uh, we're talking about psilocybin right now. Psilocybin and MDMA, those are definitely the two most uh, buzzed about candidates in this space. But I do think it's important to remember that while, um, you know, certain things are clear, right? Clinical trials have suggested that these drugs definitely seem to help people who were, who, who struggled to find help in a therapy before. And, you know, I would call them medications, right? That yeah. is, you know, if we're talking about using these as therapies, they need to be approached as therapies, even though they have this other past. But even though that part of the science is clear, that there is this amazing promise, there are still so many questions because, you know, uh, when these drugs were first explored, for, for mental illness in the 50s and 60s, but then, you know, the late 60s, the early 70s came, and the backlash against drugs like psilocybin, like, like magic mushrooms, and um, with that, the scientific research really dried up. So we had these decades, you know, really, truly decades, where no progress was made, and so there's really basic questions that we don't know the answer to, right? Like, we know that these drugs... Um, seem to uh, impact the serotonin receptors in your brain, which is similar to antidepressants. But we don't know what about the drugs is doing that, right? We don't know what happens next. So there's these really basic scientific questions that answering them might help us 
know more about the appropriate way to roll them out. You know, some scientists are saying, is the psychedelic effect of psychedelics important at all? Or is there some other aspect of these drugs that's really doing the work? And if that's the case, you know, do people really need to go on seven hour trips uh, <laughs> in our therapist's office in right. order to get the, the benefits of these drugs? So there's really basic questions that still have not been answered yeah. as much promise as there is. And, and so that's part of this too, that, that, you know, the excitement is there, but, but there's are so big questions yeah. that we don't know the answer to. And that's an important distinction to make as well. You know, they're not just giving people these drugs, these medications, they're done in therapy settings as well. So it's a, it's, there's multiple components to it. And, you know, the psychedelic drugs do help break down some of those barriers, help people work through their issues. And, and they see that these therapies do work and they stick a little bit, right? You know, the positive effects that come out of this do stick around for some weeks after certain therapies. You know, everybody's different, but this is where they're finding some successes. So now tell me a little bit about some of the businesses, some of the startups that are really working on this and, and some of the products that they're hoping to bring to market. Yeah, so a startup that I spent a lot of time with is Numinous, which is based in Vancouver. And they're really interesting to me because they're taking a different approach from a lot of their competitors. A lot of companies are synthesizing psilocybin, um, which is, you know, the sort of most important active part of magic mushrooms, although there may be other parts of the mushroom that also influence um, their efficaciousness. But um, Numinous is, instead of synthesizing the molecule in the lab, they're growing mushrooms. But what they have to figure out how to do is, you know, how do they take a mushroom, this sort of wild, inherently variable thing, and make it standardized enough that every time you swallow one of their pills with basically ground-up magic mushroom powder, that you know what you're getting, right? There's not a question of whether you're going to trip for four hours or 15 hours. So they have to figure out how do we take all of the variability out of this inherently variable process. And I think that's really interesting. And that's really what all of these companies are struggling with. Like, how do we take this thing that is associated with wildness and and turn it into something reliable, something the FDA will approve because it affects most people in an approximately similar way. And I think that's one of the most interesting things going on in this industry right now is really having to, you know, tame something wild. Yeah, I mean, that's so anybody who's uh, been around recreational drugs even and the psychedelic drugs, everybody knows certain things hit people certain ways. That's why people have those bad trips. They took too much or, you know, somebody had a great trip. You know, you hear all these anecdotal stories. And yeah, for the company to actually nail it down to get FDA approval, that's a lot of painstaking work right there. I think Numinous does uh, some type of six-month-long verification process when they're growing the mushroom. So obviously, they've been looking into it for much longer than that. But when they're growing them, right, it's a painstaking process to really get to that. It's all very interesting on how that would work. Back to this whole notion of the, the industry and what's happening in the future of this, you know, we're seeing states already start uh, considering this. Uh, in 2023, Oregon's going to be the first state to widely legalize psychedelics. Then we got, you know, California, Colorado, New York, Washington considering some forms of these. So this is going to be much, much more on the horizon. Yeah. And I think that, you know, one of the most interesting things somebody said to me while I was reporting the story was that some Stanford scientists um, 
who he's actually working with this guy who uh, this other scientist, the UC Davis, and the UC Davis scientist is one of the scientists who believes you don't need the trick. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're working on this project together to try and figure out how much benefit people can get from the drugs when they're under anesthesia. So basically, you know, when you're not experiencing the effects of the trip. But this 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 guy at Stanford, his sort of theory is you do need the trip, but the trip isn't the only thing that makes us effective. It's also that, you know, people are going and getting really good therapy. And his point is sort of, you know, we don't have an epidemic of depression in the United States because we don't have the right antidepressant because we don't really have the framework to deliver care adequately. So I think as these drugs roll out and we're questioning how do we make sure that they're effective and that they can help them as people, we also have to, you know, question what is the system that we're using to deliver these drugs to people, right? Are we just, is this eventually going to just devolve into mail order drugs, like what has happened with ketamine? Or are these going to continue to be given to people, you know, with, with good therapy, which, you know, usually is shown to have effects no matter what kind of mental health crisis you're suffering through. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the thing right there, right? That everybody's going to figure out the FDA is going to want to know plans for all that stuff so that you can be safe about it. Nobody wants, uh, as you mentioned, I know that was news to me, right? That you can order ketamine now a a little easier in that sense of things. So yeah, you don't want an industry to go out of control like that. But, you know, we've seen things like the cannabis market just explode. Something like this seems on the precipice of something similar. And there's also a last one interesting note uh, you mentioned of all the people that involved in uh, in the companies and the majority of them at least they're all tied to very personal experiences that they've had themselves with these drugs i mean so they're kind of like you know they're just big time advocates because they've gone through some of these therapies they've gone through some of these treatments and and they find that they work so they work even harder to make them possible so a lot of interesting stuff in all of this uh, there's a lot of details we couldn't get to so i suggest everybody read Kristen's piece on it Kristen v brown health editor and reporter at bloomberg news thank you very much for joining us Thanks for having me. That's it for today. Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of The Daily Dive is produced by Victor Wright and engineered by Tony Sorrentino. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this was your daily dive. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.